0: Hey, welcome back to Insanely Chill. Thanks for joining us for another week. Today, it's just me in the great outdoors. I don't know if you can tell. You can tell if you're watching the video. If you're listening, you might hear the calming sounds of nature in the background. Um, perhaps the calming sound of a bandsaw going off about 20 feet that way. Something we didn't really plan for today. But if that happens, just treat it like a little ASMR bandsaw ASMR. Um, everyone knows the sound of a bandsaw in the distance is relaxing. And so treat it as such. You know, this is originally how the show, you know, when Insanely Chill was first concepted and the episodes first started started coming out, it was this. And so I'm actually pretty excited to be doing this today. An episode of just me. Ryan's sitting right there. So it's not just me. But, um, he'll sort of be the rubber ducky for me, you know, just tossing kind of thoughts at him and he's just going to sit there and react and shake his head and go like this, you know, um, that saw is so fucking annoying, dude. (laughs) You know, we were setting up for like 45 minutes and the whole time it's quiet, we're talking, eating, and then as soon as we hit record, whatever, we're, we're rolling with the punches today, okay? Here's the thing. This is actually a pretty good representation of my life right now, I would say. This random bandsaw is that I I don't really know what to rely on anymore. I don't know what a schedule is. I don't know what sleep, time, none of these meals, none of these things really mean anything to me anymore. It's all just sort of a moving blob of Play-Doh where the definitions just kind of change day by day. What is lunch? What time is it at? What time is lunch at? Don't know. Don't couldn't tell you. What time what window do I sleep? Is what is REM? Don't know. All these things have completely changed meanings because we have a baby that's weeks old. A new baby and uh what a wonderful blessing it is. Um I guess one of the things that I hear the most I guess, reading. I've been on Reddit a lot because there's a lot of newborn info on Reddit. So when you search, because you're constantly Googling shit, constantly, like, oh, my baby's puke is a little bit yellow. Is that okay? That's something I just Googled, you know? And, like, just Google just gives you, it's, you know, actually, if you're searching a restaurant or anything, you always put Reddit at the end to, like, hear what real people have to say. But newborn info specifically is really great on Reddit. So I've just been searching Reddit a lot and i can't even remember why i started saying that that's how like fucked up my brain is right now uh, like what it was like okay everything's it's a blessing it's oh yeah, yeah okay this the advice that everyone says is like don't don't stress too much at the beginning because then you lose out on the amazing phase that you're in which is it which is the newborn phase cuz a lot of it is incredible you know they just kind of sleep you know it i apparently okay i was talking to someone that i'm that i'm um doing this company with, and uh, I guess he's my business partner. It's Jared Goff. I don't know if you guys are... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Another guy. And, uh, and I was talking with him yesterday briefly, and um, and I said, uh, I'm like, it's, really, it's been really tough. And he was like, what? You're in the easiest part. And I was like, what do you mean the easiest part? He's like, oh, it only gets way, way harder. From here and I was like why would you say that why would you just like lie to me he's like how old's the kid two couple months and I'm like no a couple weeks and he's like oh you're in the best part you're in the best part i'm sorry i thought he was a couple months old you're in the best part everyone says like just try to enjoy this because they're not running around they're not crawling they're just sleeping and chilling but that's easier said than done when you don't really know when you run into an issue is basically what i'm trying to say and over the past few days it's been really rough because we ran into some feeding issues that we've now worked out and we're back in sort of the bliss of the newborn phase, which is amazing. But the last three, four days have been really fucking hard, just sort of nonstop crying. And we're like, I don't, it's just, it's just really fucking stressful when this like thing that you love so much that relies on you is crying and you don't know what's wrong and you just want to make him feel better and you can't. And it's just, it, I can't even describe like the stress and like the wear it has on you and your soul. So that was the last few days, but we've turned a corner, and this is what I mean. It just changes day by day, and so I'm trying to enjoy every moment because it's such a blessing, and it really is, like, the best thing I've ever felt. I think Kelsey would say the same, like, the best feeling. It's just, it's like nothing else. It's incredible. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about the actual birth. I know people are probably curious, and... um, I'd rather like let Kelsey weigh in on that whatever she feels comfortable sharing. So I'm not going to talk too much about the actual birth or or anything. Um I'll just I'll just leave it as, you know, we're just sleep deprived but loving every second of it. And life is just fucking wild and we we've never been more stressed but like more happy at the same time. It's like a weird way. I can't really describe it, but it's just it's just amazing, and um, I just love him so much, you know? Little, little Otis, he's the best. And uh, yeah, that's just fucking awesome. <laughs> this is weird, doing this again by myself? It's weird, but it's nice. And here's the thing, here's the reason why I'm doing this, okay? Because this is what happens when you don't plan your paternity leave well. This is what happens. You end up shooting a fucking podcast episode from your house. This is what happens when, like, a week before you have the kid, you're like, oh, by the way, I'm going to take a bunch of time off. And people at your company are like, wait, but you no, know, we have, like, contracts and, like, advertisers we have to make happy. And God damn it, if that's not the most important thing. The advertisers need to be happy. No, I'm kidding. The thing is, normally I wouldn't really give a fuck, but it's, you know, it's our company. we got to make sure. <laughs> this is, like, something that we've been working on for a long time. We don't want to piss off, you know, the the people that are uh, essentially subsidizing our our content, you know? No, actually, this is a really good, like, little break. It's crazy, like, only being able to leave. We leave now and then. We're being very careful about, like, germs and stuff like that because you don't want the a newborn to get sick. It's horrible. Um, So we've been very careful. But, like, we do go out and we do eat lunch outside and stuff like that. But other days we just won't leave and then we'll get a little bit of cabin fever. We're stuck in this fucking room together. Like, um we described it on another on her show, but like we moved into our guest house, which is like a little bit smaller, so it's just one room basically. Sometimes we're like we just need to get outside and do something. So this is a, is actually kind of a nice break. So I'm happy to happy to do it and um happy to make the advertisers happy, you know? If they're happy, I'm happy. That's the thing, like everyone you know, everyone there's a cliche thing. You get oh, you got a newborn, you getting any sleep? And you're like you always hear that shit before you have kids. You're like how hard could it really fucking be? And then you and then you're like oh no, you don't sleep. It's fucking crazy. Because you're waking up every 3 hours in the night, but then when you do sleep, you'll hear him make like a weird sound. You're just always alert, you know? You'll hear him go like they make the most fucked up sounds, too. Like just like it's like they're trying to make you think that they're suffocating or something. Like literally like this and you're like oh what the fuck was that you know that's not even a cry it's like a wheeze and you're like what oh my god i've never heard that was that an animal like what the fuck did an animal jump did an animal break inside and jump into the thing and is like pecking his eyes out or something what is that and so you run over there and he's just perfectly asleep like a little angel and you're like oh okay you wipe a little spit up off that's actually the scariest thing is they spit up in their sleep and the safest way that everyone tells you safe sleep is have them sleep on their back and they should be swaddled or something. That's the safest way. So they throw up on their back and they have their like gag reflex is built so that they don't choke on it. But it looks like they do. So they'll, they'll sitting there on their back and they'll spit up and they'll yeah. and they'll like, won't breathe for a while. They'll turn all red. And then they'll go. Yeah. And it's normal. It's one of the, there's like this phrase that they use. It's like if it if they're turning red, let them lead. No, that's not the phrase. It's like it rhymes. It's like if they turn red, let 'em let them hang. If they turn blue, they need you. That's when they're actually having troubles breathing. But on you know, in every other case, they just look like they're suffocating. I wanna stop saying that word because that's just I just don't even want to think about that. Um, Yeah, you can see how, like, fucking sporadic my mind is right now. Uh, I'm in no mental space to do a podcast, but we're going to have fun with it. It's been 10 minutes. So, actually, I thought I should probably tell you what happened with the Emma episode. We posted an episode with Emma Chamberlain, our good friend, and um, obviously, like, one of the most requested guests ever because she was on the show originally, You know, like kind of right before she, right as she was like blowing up on YouTube, she came on the show. Um, She came to L.A. with her mom just to do this show in the beginning. So when we relaunched the show and we're like having people on that we used to have on, um, obviously she was like one of the most requested. And and, um, so I asked her to be on the show. She was like, yeah, for sure. And we had a great episode. We posted it. And we fucked up. And we didn't send her the episode before it went up which is just standard protocol. We want to make sure that all guests see the episode before it goes up so that they feel comfortable on set and they want to talk about whatever. And then after the fact, if they want to take something out, that's fine, you know? And we want to make sure that that's a thing that happens. Um, And we fucked up big time. I don't know where it got lost, how it fell through the cracks, but uh, that episode was posted without any of her team or PR Reviewing it, which is a fucking huge fuck up, so we took it down right away, and now her team is reviewing, and hopefully it'll be back up eventually. who knows we might have lost it to the we might have lost it to the ether, you know um it was a funny episode, though, so I hope that I felt really fucking bad I felt really bad if that happened to me, I'd be fucking furious, but um. So I totally get it. I texted her. I was, like, so apologetic. So, yeah, I like, you know, certain, like, media outlets, they have you sign a release, so they don't have to do that. But we don't do that because we want the people to see the episode and be able to, like, you know, alter it a little bit. I think that's the better way of doing things. So, yeah, I don't know. Boring little background info there. But um, that's the reason why that episode... Uh, is not out, and then hopefully it'll be out soon. We'll see. Um, but this episode, what else should I talk about? Should I talk more about parenthood? I guess one of the things I can talk about is newborn talk. That's something people. That's another thing people will be like, get ready. Don't take what TikTok says. Don't like let it get to your head. That's another piece of advice I heard. Is that as soon as your kid is born, TikTok knows. And all you're going to get is newborn content, and they're going to tell you you're doing everything wrong. And you're going to be like, you're going to be freaking out. You're going to be like, oh, I didn't, what am I, I'm the worst parent in the world. That fucking happens. It's insane. As soon as we got home from the hospital, it's, my entire feed now is just baby swaddle. and Why you should, that, that was a, that, it's like sleep, sleep windows and fucking sleep training. And then you're like, fucking, uh, I'm doing everything wrong. Like, yesterday, I I saw this TikTok. A lot of it is really helpful, all right? A lot of it is great, actually. I've learned a lot from TikTok. But then it is a social media outlet, and their entire goal is to get you to be on it for longer. So they trigger your fight or flight, you know, that part of your brain that's, like, fear and the bad feelings as well. They trigger those. So then you get ones that are just do this or your kid will, you know, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not doing that, ah. And I remember that this morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, right, I'm not supposed to be thinking too much about that stuff. Okay. You know, there is a lot of pressure, it's weird. It's like a lot of pressure to, like, parent perfectly. But one of the best things I've also read is, like, the newborn phase is just, like, survival. The first three months, like, just get through it. And whatever however you can, you know? Um, Like, you know, Kelsey's parents were telling us that with their firstborn, Kelsey's brother, they used to just, to get him to sleep, they used to just get in the car and drive around the neighborhood because that's the only way he would sleep is like being in his car seat. Stuff like that, you know? Everyone like, you learn these little like quips, not quips, but like little tricks that your, that your kid is, it's been a blur. I just haven't thought about filming one time. It's crazy. Like I, I don't know. I I'm still posting a lot on YouTube because I pre filmed a lot. But if you asked me to go in there and film a YouTube video, I don't think I'd know how to do it. Actually, it was <laughs> the first piece of content that I actually made and posted was on TikTok, and it was me. Did you did you see that? It was me. I like made an edit of the Ice Spice song, the fart song, and I just added a bunch of fart sound effects. And it's just like a very me thing to do. I just it because i thought it was funny and then i posted it and like everyone was like is this seriously the first thing you're gonna post like here oh shit says this this remix goes crazy you want me to say something so bad can you
1: please think you the shit bitch you're not even the fun i <laughs> be
0: This was two days ago. I was like, "You're, dude. You're a dad now. You like, so I guess I still do know how to make content. All right, and good shit too." <laughs> Fatherhood is doing him well, <laughs> and you know what's so funny too. I think I'm pretty sure like we were like in a rush to go, cause like every time we go somewhere now, it's like, okay, we have a three hour window between feedings. You know, and if we don't make it home, then Kelsey has to like breastfeed in the car and it's just like a little bit complicated, right? We're not like used to it yet. So it's a three hour window where we leave, get somewhere, do something, and then go back. And so if we don't act on that, like if we don't immediately, like when he's done feeding, like put him in the car seat, get him strapped in, get the diaper bag, get all the shit that we got to do because we're slow, because we're new parents, we're still figuring everything out. Excuse me. If we don't figure all that shit out, then we eat up a half an hour and that's half an hour of crucial time that we don't get to be wherever we were going, like, you know, said lunch or whatever. Right. And so we're like in that phase where we're like trying to, you know, he just finished feeding. I put him in the chair and then I was like, "Uh, hold on, I got to do something real fast. (laughs) Can you just watch him for a sec? And I sat down and I put that on my screen and I press record and I recorded that. (laughs) I did feel like a giant dick afterwards. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I had to do that now. Because people need to see it, you know? That's what's important. That's what's the most important is, A, advertisers. Make sure they're happy. Number one important thing. Number two, TikTok audience. Make sure they are pleased. And make sure, Ice Spice Fart Remix. Number three, make sure that's out there. Wait, would you hear that noise? Where would that come from? The heavens? What the heck? That's God making sales. That's what that is. <laughs> wow, I didn't think I would be able to hear the sound of yet another Shopify sale from out here in my backyard. Uh, but that's awesome news. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And by the way, it's the sponsor of today's video. haven't said that yet. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or fitness merch like I am, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. I love using Shopify for my online merch sales. Truly, I do. Their analytics are really helpful when it comes to sales projections, and those insights help me grow my business. They really do. I'm I'm an analytics guy, so I'll sit and just stare at those charts all day, baby. Actually. I really do. I think it's if I scr- if I swipe down right now, Shopify is one of the apps cuz I check it so much. Because we have another business that runs on Shopify, and it's just—it's really fun, honestly. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash chill, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash chill now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash chill, all lowercase. We'd like to thank Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. Guys, we don't have to choose between hair growth and our health. Nutrafol's drug-free, whole-body approach promotes hair growth from within. No compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement brand with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements are physician formulated using 100% drug free ingredients. Their patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sex life. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com men for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Root causes. I like the little pun there. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online. No prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. See results in three to six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code CHILL. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com men and then enter the promo code CHILL. That's NutraFull.com slash men, promo code Chip. Because if it's not, the world is not as good of a place. What else? Oh, oh, uh, fucking announced the 2024 win Las Vegas DJ residency. I'm sure people are curious to know uh, know my thoughts on that. I mean, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) That's for sure. I know so much of the comments, so many of the comments are so people just like confused. Just like, what? What, how? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Luck, um, thrilled about it. I mean, I've said this before, but DJing is like, it's just really fun. It's awesome. And it's a really good time. And it's a fun challenge. You know, it's like performing, but it's because obviously my only, um, experience with performing live performance, quote unquote, before was going on stage with a mic and just talking, right? Like if I'm like with Noel, we would go on stage and it was a comedy show. We did that for a long time. And then I've also done like a handful of shows where I go to colleges and it's like a Q and a or whatever, right? But it's always just me talking into a mic. That's what live performance to me has always been. And then DJing is just like an easier, way easier version of that where I still get the thrill of performing live because it's a special feeling that I like to feel but it's that and you're just backed up with music and it's also a really fun challenge for me because every single show I do I try to make a new song for that show so I'll like you know producing house music is is something I've been doing now for a while and I just want to get better and better at it I find it it reminds me a lot of programming actually and so it scratches that part of my brain that sort of like left and right brain hybrid where it's like you're recognizing patterns and copying, pasting cool sections. And when you have a really nice arrangement in a song, it just feels good like mathematically, if that makes any sense. It scratches that itch in my brain, but it also is a really great creative outlet. And something I can do, like if we're just sitting around and Otis is taking a nap, I'll just make a song. I love it. I fucking love it. And so every show is a is a deadline for me to make another track that I play in the set. So the remixes that I do on SoundCloud, I'll I'll I made those. People don't believe that, but I I do. I mean, they're not that good. It's it's not like they're amazing and people are like, there's no way you fucking produce this. I think people just don't think that I'd take the time to actually like respect the medium and I think that half of the comments on that post were like not half, but like a good chunk a handful. They're just the negative ones, so they're the ones that I remember. People will be like uh, oh, all you need is money and connections. Oh, it's who you know, not what you know, right? And these are like budding DJs. So I, I understand the frustration. I totally fucking get it. I understand that 100%. You see someone like me has been doing it for a year and all now they have a residency and you're like, what the fuck? That's not fair. I think that that's frustrating because it can be someone that's just like, oh, this is I'm doing this for the check. It's just the money. That's why I'm doing it. And it's easy for me because I have an audience already and I can just do it and someone pre records my set for me and I go up and I press play. People do that, and they make money doing it, and uh, that's that's fine. That's totally fine. I, I understand why that would be frustrating. So I I would be I think I would feel a little bit frustrated with myself if I did that. So I like to take the time to actually try. And obviously I've, I haven't been doing it for ten fucking years. I know people have been grinding forever to make it in the music industry, right? But I'm not a stranger to it. I have Tiny Meekang has hundreds of millions of streams. Not that that's a flex. I'm just saying, you know, you could think the music's bad or not. The streams are there. Um, and I also make a lot of EDM music myself, and I practice DJing all the time. So this is something like I want to respect the medium, and I want to respect the the music, and I want to respect the quote-unquote art form. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people that... So that's what I would say to the people that are frustrated, I guess, is, is um, A, I'm trying my best to, like, I know I was... Kind of handed this opportunity on a silver platter, and I'm so fucking grateful because it's awesome. But uh, I'm doing my best to make sure that I do the most with it and uh, make you proud, (laughs) because that's that's who mattered. That's who matters to me is the handful of negative comments on Instagram, the advertisers, TikTok, Ice Spice fans, and five negative comments on Instagram. That is the most important thing to me. No, and I think, I, I also think like that criticism sometimes um, is a little bit, I think if I was like a Nepo baby or something, that would make more sense. But like, I've also been working my ass off for like over 10 years to get to get the money and the connections to do it. Like, it's not like I just had, were handed those, you know? So I think that's something that I also try to remember. It's like, oh, no. I People that, you know, grind in their own lane and make something of themselves and then do a cookbook, for example. Like, I don't think like people that have been working in kitchens their whole life would be like, fuck you. You're not a chef. They're like, oh, no, it's a passion of his. And he wants to do a cookbook. That's cool. He likes cooking. So I think this is kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, no, he likes music and he likes DJing. I know he hasn't been DJing dive bars for eight years, but... Um, I don't know. It's just cool. I'm fucking happy about it. I'm really stoked. And so, but uh, other people were like, wait, but didn't you just have a kid and you're moving to Las Vegas? Which I understand that too. Residency does not mean, it means I'm doing like four shows. It doesn't mean I'm moving, to, it doesn't mean I'm establishing a physical residency in Las Vegas. That's a confusing term, is it not? I used to think that. I used to be like, so, because a lot of times we're like. So with like fucking Britney Spears and Celine Dion and stuff like that. It's like they do live in Vegas because they have to because they're performing every single night. So the term residency makes sense. But it's funny using it in this. Like today they posted uh, fucking, uh, who's Steve Angelo? Is that his name from Swedish House Mafia? Swedish House? How did I say that? Like Swedish House Mafia. Um, Yeah, Steve Angelo. Steve Angelo, yeah, yeah. It's like announcing Steve Angela, 2024 residency, and you swipe over and it's two dates. You're like, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what mine is too. It was four, I think, on the on the dates. I think there's five official ones right now that you may or may not be able to buy tickets for. And then I think I'm doing a handful of opening sets too that I'm going to maybe push some next year because I don't want to be away too much. But yeah, that's, that's the explanation. I'm not moving to Las Vegas. I'm going to be there. A lot of the times, it's like the ideal fucking live performance gig for me because i don't have to fly across the country it's an hour away on a flight so you can go to the airport fly an hour it's door-to-door three hours and you do the show and then you can fly out the same day and be back and not really miss anything here so it's kind of ideal for me with a kid under the age of one where i don't like miss out on too much stuff so as far as like live performances where you have to travel go it's pretty ideal so I'm really happy about it. I want to thank everyone at Wynn who made this happen. I am so appreciative and I hope to make you proud. And the audience that comes the ve- the Vegas patrons walking around with those big old margaritas, you know, talking about Vegas They don't know Vegas isn't ready those people, you know? I hope they come to the show and I hope are we recording?
1: We were and
0: <laughs> oh no. All right, we're gonna take a break and check out some audio stuff. Hope, hope we, hopefully you're enjoying this. I don't know. All right, folks, we're back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. turned out Turns out we didn't, we didn't uh, miss anything, so we're good. Um, we got all those wonderful thoughts that I had. <laughs> those, those really, just really eloquent, you know, insightful things that I said in the last ten minutes. All of those are recorded. Thank God. I'm sure I changed some people's lives with those fucking sleep deprived thoughts. Um, so thank God we got all those. Um, yeah. Okay. So what else should I talk about? What, um, I guess I will say this, the, the, uh, the win thing happened because I did the DJ video. We did, I did the show. Dylan came out. It was kind of a serendipitous kind of turn, uh, sequence of events basically. I hit Dylan up to record that video with me. I'd never met him in person before. We had talked online a little bit and he agreed because he's the fucking nicest guy ever. Um, Nothing but good things to say about that dude. He came over to my place, you know, taught me how to DJ. I DJed in college like for like two, three years and then never did it since. So like I did have a little bit of experience. I knew how to beat match. Back then I used CDJ 400s. I would DJ frat parties and stuff. I taught myself how to beat match and then, you know, how to, build a good set sort of back then. It was like EDM music was kind of just starting to catch on in North Carolina. So it was like a really fun time to, to be doing that. And then I just never did it again. So I graduated in 2012. So, you know, 11 years of not doing it. And then I pick, tried to pick it back up to teach, you know, to learn how to DJ for that video. Dylan came back. or Dylan came in, uh, through to my place, taught me how to do it on the new equipment because I had no idea there's so many more buttons now and shit like that. So I basically relearned how. And then I did that show. He was like, oh, I'll come to the show. I was like, okay, cool. And then during the show, he was like, you want to DJ back-to-back? And I was like, that sounds like the coolest thing I could possibly imagine happening right now. This is to a person who has been to many Dylan Francis shows as a fan in college. I went to, there's a picture of me This is actually pretty funny. When I opened for him in Vegas one time, my friend from college came to that show and he showed me a picture of me and him at a Dylan Francis show in college. So you can imagine that moment when he looks at me, he's like, I want to, let's DJ back to back at my first fucking real show ever. And I'm like, let's do it. And it's all recorded. It's on the second channel if you want to go watch that. So that happened. And I think he was like, oh, you know, Cody's not, half bad at DJing. And I think he also realizes it's like, you know, it's not, especially for a crowd that just wants to party. You know, if, I don't know if you're going to a a show for a specific genre, it's like, you have to be technically a lot better than if you're just at a party and you just, people want to hear good music, you know? So he invited me to play, uh, to open for him in Vegas. And I did that. I think it was one or two sets, and then did that, did a decent job, was very nervous because I wanted to, like, prove myself, did a decent job, got to know the people at the win. They brought me back for another five, I think, opening sets that I did last year for him. So I've played now there, like, seven times or something like that. And through that, got this deal because... Um, and basically, I've only played opening sets there, and now they'll be, like, headline shows. So it'll be a two-hour set instead of a one-hour set, and I'm going to actually, like, build a real set Before it was just like kind of whatever I wanted to play, I would play. I'd just go through my songs as I'm playing and pick the next one. And now I think I'm gonna try and like build an actual set. We'll see. Um but that's the difference, is like now it's like an actual and again, I don't know if this is boring people or not, but I think it's like good uh background info on how the how it happened because, you know, you see I am sure like as I said, a lot of people were just confused. People are like, I don't even believe that this is real and i don't i still don't really because it's still kind of crazy i remember i was like talking to surf mesa about his residency at that first show cuz he's been doing that for a long time obviously and he's an incredible producer and uh, i remember talking to him like so what's it like doing like having a vegas residency that's fucking crazy in my mind i was kind of like oh, maybe maybe that's a crazy pipe dream maybe we'll see we'll go with the flow we'll see keep trying to get better and see what happens and now we're here, so it's fucking crazy and, and uh, wild. But anyway, so I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know if that's an interesting backstory or not. I just thought I would give the backstory. Um, okay, so what else do we talk about? What else do, do you want to know anything? You Am I running? What is that?
1: Are you still working out?
0: Don't know. Working, give me more context. I don't...
1: Do you, You've had a baby. You used to have a channel. I'm
0: doing a joke where I don't know where, what running is because I'm a new parent and I'm not getting any sleep, all right? Seems that way. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a fun joke. Running, what's that? I don't know what that is. I don't do it. I don't know. It's a joke. Cuz my brain is silly putty too. Smooth silly putty. Um I I actually have been every 3 or 4 days I'll go out for a run cuz Kelsey's parents come and help us. Like luckily they've been amazing. They'll bring food and they'll come hang out for a little bit. So when they're here, they'll be like, "Oh, we'll just hold him. We'll watch him." And then Kelsey gets to, you know, we get to take a shower, or go for a run or do whatever. So that's been really helping. Uh that is we're very fortunate that that's that that's a thing, you know? Um I remember the first time I went for a run. I think it's I think it was actually when maybe her parents weren't around and you know, we were kind of in a little routine. This is before we started having the sort of difficulties feeding and we were in sort of a routine. So I was like, Oh, I can, I can get out right now. And the whole time I actually, no, no, her parents were here, but still the whole time I was just like, I hope everything's okay. Like I'm like 45 minutes away. If anyone needs my help, like I have to sprint home, like six miles you know what I mean? I was like nervous the whole time, and I was like, "Am I? Is this what runs are now going to be?" Just it, it running used to be like my thing that I would do to like decompress and meditate and think about work, and now it's just like, "I hope my kid's okay. I hope my kid's okay. I hope everything's okay." The whole time, um, but that has that has gotten a little better, you know. Um, one thing, one other inspiring thing, I guess, like maybe if you're gonna have a kid or you're a new parent, something that, um, yeah. So if you're, if you're maybe going to have a kid soon, I'm listening. Okay. (laughs) Hey, that's a good illusion. I like that. Um, another really good little nugget is, uh, newborns are built to, newborns are built to withstand new parents or something like that. It's basically like, they're less fragile than you think, you know, knock on wood. I always want to knock on wood when I'm saying this stuff, but like at the beginning you're like so fucking scared to like do anything with them or like, you know, if you kind of let their head drop one time, you're like, Oh my God, they're like, now they're going to have like damage forever, brain damage forever. Cause that they're more durable than you think. Yeah. Every new parent makes those mistakes. And, uh, so that was a little bit comforting, you know?
1: Yeah. I, well, even when you were talking about a kid, laying on its back.
0: Yeah, same with the choking reflex. All that stuff is, because they're built to like, you know, they're like, you're the you're the fuck up. You know, you're the one that's like, uh, you know, like no, uh, he seems like he's the one with no coordination and no strength, but it's actually you. And he's like built to withstand you, you know? I like that, I thought that was a little charming. Um, so that's been nice.
1: You had a lot of those moments where just like your heart fucking flutters because you think you did something wrong.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean like the spit up because it happens a lot and, uh, every baby is different. That's another thing is that, you know, sometimes you'll search that something will happen. You'll search it and half the people are like, Oh, this happened to me times 10. And the other people are like, no, that's weird. Um, so the spitting up thing, he spits up a lot he's got some sort of reflux, which is normal for newborns. But, in the beginning it's scary because it looks like they're spitting up everything they're eating. Like that's how much it's like multiple times. And when they're only eating two ounces, (laughs) you know, they spit up five times. You're like, that's easily two ounces. It's not. The doctor's always like, it's not as much as it seems. Um, So like that, that's scary in the beginning. You're like, Oh my God, is he getting enough food? I feel like he's just spitting everything up. Is that normal? Um, But yeah, there are, there are like small moments like, You know, everyone, people tell you, the doctors say you're not supposed to co-sleep. That's a big thing is safe. You're supposed to follow safe sleep, right? Which we do. It's basically like they have to be in their bassinet by themselves, no blankets, nothing in there, swaddled on their back with nothing, you know, no ancillary shit around them because it decreases the odds of SIDS and suffocation and stuff like that. Again, I don't want to fucking say this. I want to stop saying that word. um, So that's what safe sleep is, right? But a lot of people will co-sleep, meaning that they'll – because in the middle of the night, you'll feed them, and then you're tired, so you'll sleep with them right beside you. And people swear by that. Doctors tell you don't do it. But people will be like, no, it's perfectly safe and stuff like that. So, you know, there have been a couple times in the middle of the night sort of where I'm like – I'm burping him or something and then I sort of hold him and I sort of like uh, doze off for just a second and I wake up and I'm like oh fuck and I put him back in his bassinet you know that has happened like once or twice so there's moments like that where you're like oh fuck I'm doing everything wrong I'm fucking up but it's like totally like every you know it's just survival mode it's just get through it you know Um. so but that being said we do do the safe sleep thing we want to make sure that uh, we're always doing that but again people are like no, that's that's you know. There's no need, no need to do that. Some people are like it actually, it helps. Like it's more, you're more enjoying the newborn stage if you sleep with them beside you because eventually they'll, they won't sleep in your bed and you'll miss them, you know. But I don't know. I feel like any chance we have to decrease the likelihood that something happens in the middle of the night, we should take that. So that's what we do. Um, but to each their own, I guess. Yeah. So I guess like we don't really have like a routine or anything. Everything every day is like so fucking random. Just totally depends on him. Um, But we have had a few, like we had a really nice moment. Like we have obviously every moment is amazing, but like we went out for our sort of like our first like date with him, sat outside, enjoyed some sushi. And then afterwards we had a glass of wine. It was our first glass of wine and, Kelsey's and uh, for her first glass of wine in fucking 10 months or whatever. So that was pretty cool. Um, that was like a nice little moment and Otis was sleeping the whole time. It was wonderful. And uh, the people behind us sitting also had a stroller. It's so funny, like, like stroller and all this shit that you do now, you just, you know, it's like when you learn a new word, and then you see that word everywhere. Now that's my life with strollers. We're out and I'm like, oh, that guy's got a stroller. <laughs> How's he going to get through there? How's he going to get to the checkout till? It's like, it looks like a pretty, you know, it's like not the, the fucking, it's too thin. He get, oh wow. Okay. What kind of bassinet he's got on that? So the, these people behind us had a stroller. I'm like, oh, they got a pretty cool stroller because in the bottom, so the top was the car seat. Where the kid was, of course, they had the car seat adapter. That's something I highly recommend. The adapter for the stroller so that you can just take the car seat out of the car and snap it into the stroller. So you don't have to take them out of the car seat. So they had that. I was like, nice. Know what they're doing. We have the same thing. Nice. Then they had a different bassinet on the bottom level with their dog in it. I said, look at that shit. They got that fucking, look at that shit. They got that shit figured out. So I turned around. I'm like, excuse me what stroller is that and they're like oh oh you got a baby too and you got a stroller I'm Like, guess we do we got a stroller too <laughs> you know a stroller stroller vibe stroller talk you know just connecting about strollers and i'm like what stroller is that they're like it's the hummingbird stroller so now i'm gonna get the hummingbird stroller so we can bring chili out because that's another thing is chili is fucking all being weird and I'm sure we, we're we being weird to him now because there's this other thing that's taking 90% of our attention. So he feels totally neglected and rejected. I'm sure he does, even though we're not trying to. He's just being weird. Like, he'll – it's so sad. He'll come over and just, like, beg to be, like, scratched. And I'm like, I still love you. I'm not, like – just because we're always looking at this thing doesn't mean that we forgot you exist. And it's the most heartbreaking thing ever. Every time we leave the place, he just wants to come so bad. And he'll jump up and he'll jump at the door and like just just begging us with his eyes to take him, to not leave him in there.
1: And you just have to say no.
0: Well, every time I'm saying no until I had this wonderful interaction and I learned about this brand new stroller with this dog bassinet. Now I'm going to get that so that we can bring him out. And it's easier because the thing about him, I know everyone think, is thinking right now, just why does he just walk? He doesn't walk. Chili does not walk. He's the only dog in the world that doesn't walk. I don't know what it, we took him to. Guys, we're taking another quick break to thank another sponsor of today's episode. True Classic. This is, a true classic. is it? There it is. Guys, it's time to toss your old workout tees with sweat stains and holes and replace them with True Classic's ultra comfortable stretchy activewear. Is that an activewear shirt?
1: No, but I have them. Those are my go to. Really? Workout really? Shirts,
0: yeah. They are. True Classic is made with stank free moisture wicking technology so you can do everything in comfort from running on the treadmill to going on a beer run. As long as you're moving, True Classic has the gear for you. They've already helped over 2 million men look great, and now you can save big while you move in 2024. For a limited time only, get 25% off when you shop now with our exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash chill. I know how hard it can be to find basics that actually fit well and aren't super pricey, but I love how comfortable True Classic shirts are, and most importantly, how good they look on Ryan and myself. True Classics, though, they look fantastic on me. I look very handsome. Trying to nail a Valentine's Day date? No problem. Dress for success with True Classic's button ups and chino pants that stretch to make you look good. All their shirts are made to accentuate the places the eye goes to first. Tighter in the arms and chest, but leaves the perfect amount of room in your midsection. True Classic sells premium products at an affordable price. You can get their best selling t shirts, hoodies, jeans, and more in three, six, and nine packs. Seriously, whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with True Classic. True Classic is so committed to their products, they even have a 100% perfect fit guarantee and easy returns. So if you're ready to upgrade your closet, shop now with my exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash chill to save up to 25% off your first order. No matter how you move, make 2024 your most comfortable year yet with True Classic. We we tried to train him. We took him to a school so that they could try and train him. Pro, pro, trained professionals. All these people do is fucking train dogs, and you pay them way too much money to train dogs. And they were like, he just doesn't walk. I don't know. He doesn't walk. We take him out, and he'll just he'll stand there. And you'll tug on the leash, and he'll just resist. Be like, no, I'm not I'm not walking. I'm gonna stand. He's a stander, so we can take him out for a stand. And we do take him out for a stands all the time. I'll take him out for a pee and poop and a stand and he'll stand and he'll walk. If he sees something, he'll run towards it. And so we'll walk around the yard or whatever. But like, it's impossible to take him out on an actual walk, which is so annoying to someone like me who loves to fucking walk. I'm like, I want to take you out everywhere and just enjoy this time with you. But you have to just end up, you end up just carrying him. And then he's just hanging there and people are looking at you like, why are you carrying your dog? So that's the reason why I want to get this bassinet so I can put him in it because he does not walk. But he strolls, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd go in a stroller and stroll. So that we can go out for family outings, you know? It is so,
1: a funny... That connection of like, oh, you've got a stroller. We're very new into it, yeah. as you know. And...
0: For what reason? You're just wondering about strollers and stuff you know, like that? or I
1: saw... I was at Heavy Handed the other day for my birthday, and I saw a guy next to us who had a six-month-old in a stroller. And I went,
0: "How old?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's... And now
1: I'm just like trying to be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: we're almost." Yeah, we're like allude to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say too much. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just You're like, "What brand is that? What carrier is that?" Oh, he's got two, two kids. So that's it's gotta be tough. I've heard that's tough. You know, I've heard that's. I heard the second one she changes everything. You know, it, every everything it, it, before it's like as a you know, as a you know. We're thinking about this time last year. We were driving to Palm Desert for our wedding. We were both in the we were both in the best shape of our lives, fucking hot, driving to get married. Not a single care in the world. Just two just sexy ass people dri- <laughs> You know, driving to the desert. To fucking get hitched, and then we're gonna go fly to Turks and Caicos right after for a ten day honeymoon, and that was a year ago. And how different life is now, you know. I'm like, and I was training for an Ironman too during that time, and now I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll get I'll get out for a run every week, you know, once a week I'll get out for a. 10 minute run you know no but it's just like now like I don't even like I've just been eating I don't even know what I've been eating corn dogs and just things that you can heat up someone sent us corn dogs we've been eating a lot of corn dogs <laughs> and they're like Kelsey's favorite food but I've been eating them all for some reason every time I'm like you want a corn dog she's like nah and I'm like I'm gonna have one It's <laughs> like you sure you already had a couple for breakfast how many corn dogs is too many in, a, in one day is there a limit you know? So, yeah, I've been eating a lot of corn dogs. This is, like, flash flashback a year ago today. Salmon. Salad. Hot. Sexy. Looking in the mirror just being like, fucking god damn, who are you? Best shape of my life. Fast forward a year, a year forward today. How many corn dogs can I physically have in one day before I have to, like, worry about, like, preservatives? Is there a limit, you know? And uh, so, other than that, my time is spent. So, I wake up, and uh, we f- basically feed them, and then feed them, and then my mostly my time is spent, like, doing laundry and sanitizing and cleaning, <laughs> putting shit in the dishwasher, putting it in the sanitizer, going to the laundry machine putting burp cloths in the in the in the laundry doing that and then you know Kel, like kelsey's spending a lot of time breastfeeding so then like i'm doing everything else and so then there's not a lot of time to like w- like figure out food so luckily like people just sent us a whole bunch of shit after we got home like frozen food like a lot of people sent like frozen food and stuff like that which is a huge help it was awesome so expect some of that from us <laughs> in the future, if anything happens, you know? Um, yeah. So, and that's, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so yeah. Any other questions? Does he have much of a personality yet?
0: They really, they really don't do much at this stage, but eat, sleep, poop, pee, and cry. So we have to start talking it. or <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, no, that stuff that stuff will happen later. usually it's not this soon. Some kids. <laughs> no, nobody. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's ever happened. Well, don't think so. Um Oh oh, uh fucking so yeah, so T V. That's a big godsend right now, also because you know, between if you're feeding them or doing whatever, you can do it on the couch most of the time. Um, or even if she's pumping or whatever, do it on the couch. So we just been watching a lot of TV. Mad men is what we're watching and we're going through it. And so this has always been my dad's favorite show for whatever reason. And we started like, it's gotten to a point where it's like a meme in my family. Like we'll talk about Shows that we're watching because you know we're big show watchers. I guess my family, we just like a lot of the time we'll hit the group chat. and We're we'll like, hey, what what are people watching? We want to get a new show going. We just like watching shit, as does everyone, you know. But it's like a point of conversation in my family. We like what talking about new shows and we like watching new shit. And every time we talk about that, my dad's like, you gotta go, you gotta watch Mad Men. That's the best. That is the best. And every time, we're like, we fucking get it. I don't want to watch seven seasons of a show that was that happened 15 years ago. It sounds miserable, you know?
1: It's a great <laughs> show, though.
0: <laughs> it was a pretty fucking good show. <laughs> no, but then we started watching it, and it's not one of those shows that's good from the start. It's weird from the start. You're like, how is this one of the most highly coveted TV shows? The most highly decorated. T- I think it won like 9,000 Emmys. It's like one of the most decorated TV shows of all time. And the first season is just pure chauvinism. It's like 60s just fucking dudes being dudes and treating women like shit. So the first season you're like, how is this – how was this an award-winning TV show? I understand it's an accurate representation of what it was like back then. But it's not like breaking boundaries. It's not like making you rethink things. It's just like men treating women like shit. The first season it's just like – the first episode, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, is it seven seasons of this? Not that I'm being like the fucking nice guy Reddit feminist, dude. I just it's just funny. I'm like, how is this my dad's favorite show? I should be worried. You know? <laughs> He's like, this is the good old days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, before before woke. <laughs> no, but then Then you realize, like, the show, like, as the seasons progress, it gets really fucking good, like, season four. That's when it gets really fucking good, in my opinion. And you realize... And also... Okay, here's another point. So, Sopranos. You kind of get it from the beginning, the antihero thing. Tony Soprano was, like, one of the first antiheroes. You get it because he's so charismatic. And he's so fun to watch, even though he's a horrible person. You get that from the get-go. You're like, I understand why the anti-hero thing works it's just fun to watch this guy John Hamm you just don't have the same feelings towards and so he's ju- and his character Don Draper is a bad person at the beginning of the show like and and stays that way for, se- for multiple seasons and you're like and he's people are like oh he's good at his job he's like he's not even really that good at his job you don't really get to see that at all like every meeting goes poorly it seems so he's just a bad dude that cheats on his wife in the beginning that's really it. And his character's not really that charismatic. But you're like, I don't know why I want to keep watching this show, but I I do. I feel I feel empathetic toward empathetic towards Peggy. So I want to kind of see her. I like Joan. I want to kind of see her succeed. So you're compelled to keep watching. And then you realize like the show kind of becomes about like Don changing as a person, which is sort of I feel like kind of rare for a character to just continue season by season, kind of like his core character traits are changing. Like one of the things was that he cheats on his wife. That's his, that is the main personality trait kind of in the the beginning. And now it's like starting to like, he's like not doing it anymore. It's like, what the fuck? No. What do you mean? You're going to say no to this random lady that you would have fucked in a second in season one. What do you mean? You know, so I guess the the lesson is people do change. You know, they become better people, I guess, maybe. Um, but anyways, it is a really good show now. And it's gotten amazing. And the characters have really just come into their own. And it's fucking awesome. I understand it now. So I get it. So I want to say, Dad, I get it. And we're in season five right now, which is kind of the, mo- the sort of... This is when shows start getting weird. There's always like... A good show. It's like it figures itself out for three seasons. Season four is a fucking banger. You remember it forever, and then it starts getting kind of weird. It's like too self-aware, and this is kind of where it starts to get a little bit overly self-aware. Or maybe I just don't like that he stopped cheating on his wife. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's like Betty like goes through this like thyroid thing, and have you seen the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. She goes like kind of off the deep end and. He just gets, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to ruin it. I already ruined a lot of it, but I'm not going to ruin it anyf- anymore. So, um, yeah, so that's that's been a main thing in my life. <clears throat> burp, feed, pee, poop, feed, burp, pee, poop, Don Draper, Roger Sterling. Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his first name. <laughs> so yeah. Uh highly recommend watching that show. Um What else has been going on? Anything else? Anything like online been happening? I made a new remix. I think I'm going to put it out today when this episode goes live. So you can check that out on my SoundCloud. Overnight Celebrity, Twista. It's one I did for Vegas. Definitely going to play it. So let me know what you think of that. Go on my SoundCloud. Stupid Ass Beats. That's the SoundCloud. Or just search and you'll see it. So that's fun. Um, That one I made while Otis was napping. The whole thing. So yeah.
1: You still putting out your EP?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was some label shit going on, so we gotta wait a little bit, but and I'm still finishing songs. I have four done that aren't on Spotify already. Um and they're awesome, but like one of the one of the ones that I did the uh the producer that I worked with on it, shout out Nick, tracked this vocal for it that's fucking awesome. And he showed it to some people and they want to do songs with the vocal. So now I'm kind of in like this weird, weird sort of like, do I release it or do I wait for someone to make something better out of it? I don't know, which is kind of cool. Um, and then I also have, like, I have a song with, with Weethan. I have a song with disco lines. I have a song with just other like really, really good producers that are, they're like half done. So I have to like get in and finish that. But, like, it's impossible to... I can't, like, get away from music to imagine, like... I are gonna go make EDM, babe. <laughs> yeah, if it fit me, you know. It's my job now. I got a residency. I'm sorry. I gotta fucking... I gotta do it. It's my job. Um, But, yeah. So, yeah. I guess I will say that I... So, I've been taking time off of TMG podcasts, obviously, and of shooting videos. This is the first work thing I've done in... You know, weeks um, and it will be the first thing the only thing I do for weeks to come um, but I'm going to be back on TMG soon digitally because I just want to be around
1: I was gonna it's gonna ask you that after we start recording
0: what I'm learning in real time also. <laughs> yeah yeah see this is what happens when you plan this shit so poorly I don't know why I didn't like as soon as I find out she was pregnant like start planning the paternity leave you know Cause it's so important. I I just didn't even I didn't even fucking realize how much I'd a be needed around here, but c or b like want to be around. You know.
1: When you were the first too, none of us know. None of us knew. Yeah. It's just like.
0: Well, well, okay. And I'm not I'm not saying like I thought that Kelsey was gonna do everything, and I was just like gonna keep working. I kind of like sort of my knowledge was that like for example when Chad and JT came on the show for the first time or they, they were on TIT and he had just had three weeks earlier they had had kids and he was there at the studio doing a show and I was like how how's it going because we were pregnant and I was like I want to know what life is like he's like oh dude it's fucking awesome and he's twins and he was like we got the routine down I fucking wake up feed them, swaddle them, put him to bed and I go do my shit and I'm like oh okay so I guess that's what it's gonna be no maybe for some people it is for us it was not that, or maybe it was at the beginning and then it changed. And then it's like, it's this ever shifting thing. And they also changed so much that I don't want to, I really want to take as much time as I can to be here and to not miss anything and to help out and to do everything that I can. So I I just, I really like being as involved as I can. I'm not just saying that just to be like, give me props. It's more of like, just that's why I'm not filming and thinking about this stuff as much. Um but uh, that being said, I don't wanna obviously the T M G show. Noel's been doing a fucking great job. And I mean Kara Top... is that episode out or is that gonna be Yeah, it's out. That's I'm so jealous of that. I was I wish I was there so bad. But his episode with Drew and Enya, Chad and J T, fucking amazing. So he's been killing it. Very, very appreciative that he's taking that and I'll do that when he if he ever has a child, I'll do the same thing. But um, You know i don't want to go too long without popping back on so digitally we'll we'll do it my studio is completely torn up right now redoing the carpet and stuff like that so i don't even know where i'm going to film it but maybe we'll do this remember when remotely like Noel will be in studio on a laptop right there
1: remember when you were moving the insanely chill set and you were like maybe i'll move it to where my new house is and as i was driving here i was like
0: Thank God. No, come on. This would be nice, dude. It's fucking 45 minutes. And it's a beautiful drive, and you know that. No, 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 but it does, it would, like, eat, like, two hours out of your day. I don't want that. Every week. Yeah, but, like, you wouldn't have to, if we did it here, I'm still, like, I would still love to, I would still love to, like, build in my garage a little studio. No, but we could have Kenny come out. We
1: have so much going on these days that to have a missing person that's just doing nothing for two hours except driving.
0: Okay, but take a meeting on Zoom as you're driving out here. <laughs> Produce the show. Drive back. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's probably going to happen eventually. Probably just keep it the way it is. So It's probably going to happen eventually. Actually, I don't know if I want to pay for a new set, honestly. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else that I didn't... I think like people want to know maybe updates and stuff. So is there anything I didn't touch on? I mean, is, is Kelsey doing good? Yeah, she is. She's she's recovering well. I mean, they, childbirth is a... Man, It's fu- I don't want to scare you, but it's fucking <laughs> intense. I'm already scared. It's intense. So the recovery is no joke. Um, so, but I absolutely commend her for, um, doing what she did, obviously. And she's recovering well and staying strong. So I I don't know fucking how she's doing it, but she's doing it. Childbirth is, it's just so mean to the woman. I don't want to scare anyone, but I'll, I'll just say, you know, obviously you go through something physically that is so hard. So in order to recover from that, the number one thing you need is sleep and it's the number one thing you don't get because you have to right away start breastfeeding and stuff. If, if that's a choice you make, if that's what you want to do, obviously people use formula and everything. That's fine. But like right away, if the one wants to start breastfeeding, it's like you have to do that. So you just don't get the sleep. It's just like, it's like designed to be cruel. You know, almost you're almost like it. This is just so unfair. And it's like, does it, have to be this way so you realize how special it is to have these children probably, evolutionarily speaking, probably is that way. But it is fucking cruel.
1: When it comes after nine months of even when it's an easy pregnancy what I'm seeing is like it's not e-
0: oh yeah, yeah, nine months of being pregnant and then recovering from the you know, the actual physical act of giving birth and you're you're like nope, now you have this thing to take care of also. And so you're Trying to create milk, but you're stressed and you're sleep deprived. Yeah, it's just fucking, it's fucking intense. So, to every woman out there that does that, big ups, <laughs> Bevo, big ups, childbirth, big ups, childbirth, big up formula, big up breastfeeding. <laughs> uh okay yeah so that's that so she's so yeah i say that to say she's recovering well and she's in good spirits and uh everyone's happy and healthy and that's all we can ask for so just feel like so blessed and lucky and just trying to enjoy every moment so that's what life is like right now and uh i guess i won't see you again for i mean yeah two weeks but I don't know when the episode episode's going to come out, but we'll see. So, yeah. See you soon. Bye.